Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Isaiah at RG, RG Podcast, joined with a very special guest, X Fundy. Am I saying that right? Yep. X Fundy Stacy. Hi. And how are you doing today? I'm tonight? Yeah. All right. You calling out of Canada? I am. Yeah. How'd you like that intro, by the way? I liked it. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Actually, I was just thinking it maybe it seems a little bit threatening because it's like all yeah. oh, like sparks and everything. No, I uh, it. it was definitely not the kind of conversations we like to have. But maybe I need a little friendlier uh, intro. <laughs> but uh, uh, that being said, uh, I do want to thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, hopefully, can have a nice, respectful, and empathetic conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we do. Before we do, uh, we like to have a little friendly fire round and uh, just ask you some random questions. Sure. And so, you ready for that? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Never had a fire round of anything, so. <laughs> All right. You ready? Okay, here we go. Okay. Try to answer these as quickly as possible. Okay. okay. All right. So, if you had to live out like a romance from a, I don't want to say chick, but a, from a girl flick, uh, mm-hmm. what romance would you like to live out? And don't say the notebook because that's everyone's. Oh. That's what popped in my head. Okay. Is that so typical? Um, okay. I just started listening again to the soundtrack of A Walk to Remember this week. It just popped up. Oh. In my head. And uh, that's yeah. with Matthew okay. Moore. Um, okay. Wait, wait, okay. Never mind. Then that you lost me there. But okay. <laughs> I was thinking of another one. Okay. So um, that, one, that one was, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to die at the end, but that was a pretty like special. She dies? Uh, spoil alert. Sorry, but I mean, like, uh, okay. 20 years ago, so. Okay. All right. So, so what is your favorite children's cereal? My favorite. Oh, Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Okay. Yeah. Great. And what is a, what is like a ideal date night uh, with your husband? Uh, right now, one of our favorite things is to go to the brew pub and have a flight of beer and tacos. All right, then I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you this one. What's your favorite uh, alcoholic beverage? Uh, I'd say for myself, wine, but I really have been enjoying uh, like craft breweries and just okay. yeah, something different. But wine, All right. Yeah. All right. Now, this is going to be the most important question you've ever been asked. Uh, you ready okay. for this one? All right. So if you're working for the CIA and okay. you were in charge with the, the torture department and you had to get the questions out of like a terrorist or someone. What song would you use on loop to torture that person to get the secrets? Oh this my god! This is important. Uh, Baby Shark. Oh god! <laughs> they love that song. Yeah, Baby. It's shark. huge here in South yeah. Korea. I, I live in South <laughs> Korea, but just yes. All right. So, um, can you tell me very briefly, very briefly, um, about you? You were recently featured on the Nil Six Hundred Four Atheist Channel. Um, can you tell me very briefly about that conversation? Maybe in like one minute. Sure. So briefly, he does deconversion stories. So mm-hmm. I was on sharing my deconversion story of growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm 38, but I just in the last six months have deconverted from mm-hmm. Christianity. And mm-hmm. I, I consider myself uh, an atheist now. Mm-hmm. Not something I would ever. Yeah. Am I see myself in it? You're like all afraid to say it. It's, it's, still, it's still kind of weird. It's new. It's it's yeah. Not weird in a bad way. Just, just 
if, if you knew me, you'd be like, mm -hmm. everyone is still shocked. Um, but it is, it's actually pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so I was sharing my deconversion story of just growing up in a very religious and uh, home, not, yeah, religious home and just uh, getting married and continuing that just in my okay. own home. Yeah. By the way, I did see that your mom had left a comment about um, being very proud about you. Was your <laughs> yeah. mom like, was your mom like, I think, I believe you mentioned it. Was your mom like going through something similar? Was she like? Uh, yeah. So I, I shared with my mom kind of back in December when I came to this realization, I don't believe in God. And mm -hmm. um, I was, I, I tell my mom everything. Um, mm -hmm. she's my person pretty much. And I was like, okay, well I have to tell my mom and I know my mom is going to love me no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't, I wasn't nervous or anything. I was like a little excited, but also like, Oh, what's she going to say? And when I told her, she told me, um, Stacy, I have been struggling with this my entire life, but I haven't wow. anyone to, talk to about this and wow. she and I are super close and um I, I would be someone that she would come to to talk about something like this but I was such a strong believer that it's not like she could really open up and tell me mm -hmm. her struggles wow so, so when I kind so, of told her she, she yeah go ahead no I'm sorry I'm sorry that's oh, that's okay we're yeah. a little bit of delay here, so. That's okay. Um, so when I did tell her, she kind of was like, oh my gosh, okay. Um, I have been struggling with this. Wow. My belief. Wow. And, I can't wait to ask you about that. <laughs> and, um, you know, she, she, she wasn't as like, uh, she didn't, she didn't say, pardon? Yeah. Well, I she, said gunko. she, yeah. I think I let go of it really easily, like all my, like any fears, but she held on to those fears of like hell a lot, mm -hmm. a lot longer. I mean, a mm -hmm. lot longer be, it's only been six months, but mm -hmm. um, I was able to kind of drop those faster. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, we've just kind of walked through this together unintentionally. Interesting, So that's interesting. Yeah. So. So the, the the same time you had this going um, on, um, sorry, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. The, the the same time that you had this going on, your mom also had it going on. Yeah. Um, okay. So so but not hold saying on. anything. Okay. So then it's true. Then Stacy's mom has got it going on. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> you probably true. heard. You probably yeah. heard that. Before. And if you if you. My that was a joke. Don't. That was a joke. On. No. She's <laughs> <beautiful>. <laughs> That's actually been our theme song since it came out. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> uh, I thought I was being something somewhat original. Okay. Uh, that being said, I want to. Um, I, I do want to ask you one thing real quick before we get into the meat and taters here. But um, if I saw you on the street, I would totally th think you're American. Well, I guess technically you are American, but you're North you're American. Canadian. Yeah, okay, North American, but but um, uh, Canada and and America, I consider you guys like our smaller brother, um, because we seem to have like so much 
uh, like culturally, like I talk to people from the UK and they'll make references or their accents or whatever. I have a hard time to understand them, but we get all of the same cultural references and everything. So yeah. um, have you spent any time in America? Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of time. Um, yeah. I Where I lived uh, for most of my life is right on the Canada-US border. I'm in, oh, okay. British, I'm in British Columbia and I grew up mostly in like the Vancouver area, which is only like a half an hour drive to like Blaine, Washington. Um, and where I lived in Surrey is like a 10 minute drive or Surrey, where you, Surrey, British Columbia. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we, we had our nexus, which is, you can just get across the border super quickly. Oh, okay. Okay. People just like you, you go and get your gas, you go and you get packages in America. Home. Yeah. Cause it's cheaper. It's, um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, you know, it's funny because in America, the prices are going up like really high it's and I'm like, but yeah. I'm like, that's just like on par for most of the places I've been to like overseas in South yeah. Korea or in Europe. I'm like, that's just an average price. I mean, yeah. it's not, we had it really low uh, for a really long time. In fact, yeah. about 20 years ago, when I got my first car, I lived in Oregon, pretty oh, close okay. to Dirty Canada. And I remember I used to fill up for uh, $12. It was 99 cents a gallon. So <laughs> yeah, really. Um, that's really cheap. What, what, what would you say the biggest differences between um, Canada and the US uh, are? Having seen both. Oh, what would I say the biggest difference? Um, well, there are like a lot of differences. You, I find that we know more about the U.S. than the U.S. knows about Canada. Um, mm. I think because we get like a lot of your, we get all of the, the TV channels and right, we, right. We know like a lot about what's going on in pop culture. Yeah, pop culture, politics, everything. Um, I, d I don't. So you know about Trump? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> well, the world we're does, gonna but... get into that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think we Canadians tend to know a lot more about the U.S. than Americans know about Canadians, for the most part. Like that's not really saying very much, by the way. Um, oh. <laughs> we're, we're Americans. <laughs> In fact, I, I want to I want to start off with one joke, and then we'll get right into the questions. Um, but uh, you know what you call someone who speaks like five languages? Um, a polygot. Yeah. A polygot. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what you call someone who speaks uh, two languages? What? Bilingual. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't the joke. That was okay. not the punchline. Just okay. don't don't. All right. Okay, this I'll, is the punchline. Here we go. All right. What do you call someone who speaks one language? Someone who. American. Oh. <laughs> there you um, go. Very good. You were mentioning in your in your talk why they do three times as far as to like call you out on being like apostate or oh. like a, and so. Three is like a very, three is a very magical number. Like you can't tell a joke. If you ever think about this, like whenever you hear jokes, it's not the first person who comes up who does something stupid. 
it's a the first person will come up and then it's never the second person and it's never the fourth person it's always the third person like there's a something very very magical about that number but yeah. okay that being said i do want to jump into these questions if you're ready sure. you ready yeah go for it okay um do you think it's easier to convert from fundamentalism or moderate faith so okay so i was going over these uh -huh. earlier today with my mom actually in the kitchen really yes we were <laughs> i was like let's talk these out because i want to i want to know um so for with moderate faith so what i was kind of what we were talking about is do you mean like someone who what i kind of interpreted that with her is like someone who's kind of lukewarm like, like a Christian, like a lukewarm Christian. That's kind of Luke, what. Lukewarm. I mean, I, okay. Someone who's just kind of like, like we go to church and. Um, yeah. Like, like, oh, we're just, we're, we just like, yeah, we read our Bible. Yeah, we go to church. Like, is, is that sort of what you meant? Just like someone. Yeah. Who, like, I would say. That, mm, I don't really consider nominal Christians Christians, though. That's the thing. So that's I wouldn't. But so, so maybe, maybe that's not the best. Thing. I would say just someone who's like not evangelical or like really gung-ho, like everyone else is just going to go to hell. Like if, if you have that kind of black and white thinking, I should have maybe specified this. It seems like it will be a little bit harder for that kind of person to deconvert. For the mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, that's kind of what I think too. What we were, my mom and I were talking about is I think someone with a moderate faith, um, it would be harder for them to deconvert. Um, It'd be harder so, for the moderate. Yeah. Okay. I think so okay. because, um, because how I kind of interpret that or I take that is, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like their life is really as invested as someone who, invested. like for me, my life revolved around Christianity, and so. I was pulling at those threads. I was wanting to know like why I believe what I believe. Um, yep. Where is like, what is this truth? What is truth? Um, so I didn't want to just believe because like it's a cultural thing or it's because this is what I was raised with. I wanted to know like, how did we, how did the Bible get constructed? How did it, come to be like i wanted to get to the bottom of it. and so yeah like i was like fundamentalist but i think the the people who are the most invested in their faith i mm -hmm. from what i have learned and i think it's true because it was i mean it was true for me i can't speak for everyone mm -hmm. um they're the ones who tend to deconvert the ones who are the most invested because they want to know uh so they're seeking more yeah okay so so a follow-up question hmm. to that yeah would be okay so you have that and then do you think that there's additional pressure by people who are also on that extreme end and so that's what might make it harder like let's say for example if your parents were moderate and you deconverted, they would just kind of be like, oh, all right, well, you know, go through your stage or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if your parents are like, I mean, have you seen the video to that telltale guy? Um, he's ex uh, JW. 
Oh, I've seen his channel, but I yeah, haven't seen... I mean, yeah, you definitely uh, risk a lot. I mean, that guy was like, I can't even believe like I'm a part of religion that <laughs> people do these kind of things because That's how that I guy, yeah. well, that guy, he was like 17 years old and his parents kicked him out. And then yeah. he was like living, he had to sneak into a, his friend's bedroom. And right. I mean, I just got to so, say, I know. You when I say I think it's easier, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's easier sometimes for people with their life and like the repercussions in their life. I mm -hmm. think it's some, it's easier as far as like your, like your train mm -hmm. of thought and it, for those, those switch to like click, but I don't necessarily think for some people's life that it's just like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can do this now and everything's mm -hmm. going to be fine and people are going to be okay with it. I don't. Yeah. Every situation is different. Um, yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, and I realized now that I posted that question, that is yeah. actually ambiguous because you could interpret that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that guy, I, I just can't, I can't believe it because like, I, you know, we're, we're both parents. So if my daughter was like kill in the process of physically killing me, I would, my last <laughs> word would be, I love you. And you're the oh. great best that's ever happened to me, you know? So I can't even understand someone's yeah. mindset who behaves like, I just, I, it's so far from anything even relatively. I mean, my daughter could become a Satanist and I I, I literally don't think I could love my daughter. Even no. if I, like if I tried to, I don't think so. So it's, it's really hard for me to, yeah. and I will tell you this personally, like the last year of my mom's life, like we didn't talk for six months because I got like this eye of raw like tattoo on my chest. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. I got all the world religions tattooed on me. I was I was not a believer for many years myself, but but she was like leveraging God, it's so hard to even think about this because she was leveraging her relationship with me as to be like a Christian. And at the end of the day, it's like I didn't believe in Christianity. You yeah. could have threatened me with a little literal death and it wouldn't have changed that because I hadn't experienced that. So I'm not going to preach to you personally no, or, you or anyone else, but it's your story. It's your, it's well, yeah. I mean, what I want to say though, is that I think people deconverting is, is like the best thing you could possibly do to as far as pursuing God, because whenever you're in your faith, you're doing this for other people for your, you're talking about your husband or your mother or your pastor and everything. Um, and so it's not a lot about you actually trying to find the truth. And I'm glad you try to find it. And I think though, cause whenever you come back, if you come back, uh, you will have like a more legitimate and, and solid uh, faith. Uh, do, do you know who Josh McDowell is? The name sounds familiar. He, he's like the Michael Jordan of like apolog apologetics, which okay. is like defending the faith. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not into that because I don't yeah. believe in like apologetics or debating yeah. people. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really personally opposed to that. But anyway, his son yeah. told him that like, Hey dad, I'm like questioning my faith. Mm -hmm. And his dad is like, Oh, that's great. And he was like, what? Yeah. He's like, no, that's great. He's like, that's the only way, like, you can't stand on my faith, you know? 
And my dad used to want me to stand on his faith. He used to tell me that. He's like, Isaiah, stand on my faith. Stand on my belief. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah, you can't I, do like, that. I can't even, I can't even process these kind of things, you know? Yeah. And especially for me, I had my mom telling me, you know, basically she wasn't going to talk to me unless I became a Christian. It's like, that just puts additional pressure on you. That's totally. So uh, I do want to get onto the, by the way, you have two kids? I have three boys. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what did they put in the water down there? Cause you're, you're in better shape than me. Uh, all right. Um, Actually, I just started a routine, so I've been exercising the last few days. <laughs> okay, number two, what do you wish you could tell your 18-year-old self uh, about faith? Um, I think I would tell myself that you don't have to hold it so tightly, and <laughs> you don't... Oh, hi, Brian. Do you know this um, Yes, he, I believe he follows me on Twitter. Um, yeah, I would tell my 18 year old self that you, you don't have to hold it so tightly um, because I, I put my faith on such a pedestal and I thought that that's like what I had to do. I thought that was the right thing to do. And I thought it was infallible. And I also, I, I just thought it, it's a sin to question your faith, basically. I, I didn't allow myself to It's a sin? To, yeah. Like, it really did feel like, no, you can't question it. Which, I mean, that's kind of what cults. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm just curious. Where did you get yeah. that from, though? Like, what, what, did, was that something that you I just intuitively? Intuitively put down, or did you hear yeah. like your family no, or anyone? I think it was. I think I just I put a lot of pressure on myself to like just be a really good Christian and to follow it like to the T, um, mm. like to the letter. And uh, yeah, I just I I wanted to live it out and follow Jesus and. Um, yeah, I, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to tell my oh, yeah. 18-year-old Stacy to be more like her brother. Is that your mom? Did. That's my mom. You can see. Oh, that's see. hilarious. What's going on? <laughs> I'm just going to open my You mind. know. There. So that, okay. I, I, I don't want to ignore Ryan's question that he asked. No, I, no I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Don't, don't worry okay. about that. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to address that. Okay. But yeah, um, my mom did say that <laughs> a lot. That's pretty hilarious. Because I was so, really hard on myself. Yeah. So so I do wanna I do wanna talk about one thing. Um any chance you've ever heard of someone called uh like Roberts called Sybil and Brains? Syllable and Brains? He's from the UK. Oh by the way, you just you actually can say about. That's amazing. You got to be the first Canadian who about? can say about. You just oh. said it. That's amazing. Yes. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, just to throw this out there, please take Justin Bieber back. Um, your memo <laughs> just in, please. Oh, okay. Please. That's it. I'm begging. All right. But anyway, getting on to the serious interview here. Um, we'll take So, him. okay. So. Do you hear my mom? That, that, she's, she's here? 
She's in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's okay. Right so, so <laughs> good. So that is so weird because I've I've never heard it said that it was a, a sin to question. But I will say this though. I don't know if it is, but I just hold on. It was. Yeah. So when I was like in high school, yeah, I was in high school, and we had these missionaries come, and they were like just a lot of stuff didn't make sense because if you are honest a lot of stuff is really illogical and on the service level just just it might be true but it doesn't seem like it could be true okay a lot of stuff like noah's ark uh creationism there's a lot of stuff we could go down everything oh, but yeah but i was having these questions because some stuff just was not adding up and so my dad had told that guy and he like prayed for me because I remember like the, the, you you had something similar with your pastor. They're like, oh, okay, well we'll pray for you. We'll give you this, and like that's not really the exact. Uh, that's not really um, a helpful response. One, yeah. one, um, I I think I, I I had to question and to answer this guy's question. It really, really, this is one of the biggest problems right here. Because first of all, as you go to, I went to Bible college. I wasn't a, I became an atheist at Bible college, but uh, at Bible college, when you start to question, it's like seeing as something wrong there, you know? Like, mm -hmm. how dare you question? Kind of like, how dare you? Like, who are you to question God's word? And you're like, exactly. I remember I was sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute. It, they yeah. dictated genocide. Yeah. yeah, but what you got to understand is yeah. that, and you're like, like, what the, what, what am I, what am I reading here? You know? Yeah. And so I think it's good to question. Um, um, there was a guy by the, any chance you know of a band called um, uh, Hawk Nelson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that guy, you probably know that guy became oh, an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the things that he was talked about is that mm -hmm. he he didn't like there was no freedom to say hey i like to have a beer or whatever i like to smoke a cigar or um i might like to watch some you know what i mean some other kind of movies or whatever like right. that just uh you have to hide all this stuff and it's not really yeah it's not really um not very helpful I, i'm a uh, good Oh, I was going to say, actually, I remember when he um, came out as an atheist and I, I was shocked because I actually saw him in concert. Really? And, you know, he opened up for like uh, Mercy Me when I saw them in concert. And wow. um, so I was very shocked. They're great. Ago. Yeah, I liked them. And uh, so then this past December, he, for some reason, he came back to mind, John Steingard. And I thought, I wonder if he's on YouTube. I wonder if he's done. Yeah, he is. So I actually looked him up and I found his story where he's talking to his friend over like, like they just had like a pint of beer. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I watched his his whole kind of conversation about how he came to this. And that was when I was really like, I don't think I'm a Christian anymore. But like mm -hmm. I was very, it was a very scary feeling but it was also very exciting at the same time and after watching that i was that's when i was like oh my gosh everything he's saying is yeah sense. and it really mm -hmm. made me think and i was like he because in my head i just thought does someone just wake up and say 
oh, okay, I'm done. I'm not a Christian anymore. And so much of his story uh, was a lot like my upbringing. Um, just mm-hmm. I know that. A lot of it, right? And yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I totally and, get that. Yeah. And so I listened to it and it was, I just was like, oh my gosh, I don't think that I'm a Christian anymore. I don't think I believe. And I think I'm okay to say that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I was after watching his that yeah the courage to just say yeah. well that was one of the things that really struck me was that how he was talking about and being on that pedestal there were things that like if you just i think if you ask the average person like regardless what the bible says like do you personally think that like homosexuality is wrong okay most christians they might say well the bible says this but if you're just analyze that logically it doesn't really seem like it's not anything like the equivalent of like pedophilia or rape or murder or theft. You know what I mean? Like there's no equivalent there. It's like one person is attracted to the other person and they're not attracted to their opposite sex. Like, what do you expect that? What do you expect someone like that to do? Do you, do, would it be better for that person to enter into like uh, a marriage and put their wife through that kind of garbage? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, but anyway, but that's something that, you might actually feel that, but actually coming out and expressing that is like, especially in that community, uh, you can't really do that, you know? Like, I remember there was one, and I don't remember the name of the group, but they came out and just said something like, we believe in evolution. <laughs> and they got like totally eviscerated for it. But, you know, I'm a, I would consider myself like somewhat between being a fundamentalist and a, and a moderate because, okay. Like I am a social like libertarian because uh, I believe so I'm like pro gay marriage or pro choice or whatever. Okay. Even though I'm not personally like in favor of that. It's like I believe people have freedom and uh, God gave us free will. Right. Um, so I'm not for like for shoving it down people's throats or like abstinence only. That's not really very helpful. No. But <clears throat> on the other hand, um, you know, I, I have no problem. This podcast, I am so open about the things that don't make sense uh, in the Bible, you know? So that's, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of that. Yeah, there is, there is. And I'm not afraid to confront that and say, um, this might be true, but the way that we perceive it might just be totally off base. And I'll just give you a quick example. If you were to take some ants and like show them a skyscraper, they might say that's a really stupid design because you know you're if you build up high you know predators can come knock it down and you can't bite on the still or this this still is not biodegradable whatever they might use some kind of reasoning that would make absolutely no sense to us so right. i kind of have that perspective like a lot of stuff doesn't make sense and does seem illogical like the trinity but it doesn't mean that it's not true or maybe it's true in a way that I just would never be able to under, understand in my mind. But right. uh, but really quick though, I was mentioning that syllable in brains because this guy, like, it's a crazy, we interviewed him on the podcast, but it's this crazy story where he was from Scotland and he wind up like, he tried to be a rapper in the UK, but they didn't like like his accent and everything. So he wind up like faking like he's from California and that he knew Eminem and they wind up fooling like the total. I mean, it is, it, it is the craziest story I've ever heard in my life. Hands down, the craziest story. 
But the thing is, though, when I asked him, what would you tell your 18 year old self? He totally blew me away because I was like, I was thinking he would tell him not to do what he actually did because, you know, all, they found out about him eventually. You have all these documentaries about him, but um, and he got involved with drugs and alcoholism. But he said he's like, I wouldn't tell myself anything. He goes, because I wouldn't want to rob myself like the, the journey I needed to go down. You know, like he's like, that's a part. That's what I needed to experience. That good? That's a good answer, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes you the person you are. So. Yeah. He talked about the butterfly effect and how. He like, I could be dead right now. If I change something, I could actually be dead. So I could actually like my life right now. So when I see Christians who are being like abusive to atheists or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people of other religions, I'm like, I couldn't be any further from that because yeah. like, I totally believe that wherever people are on the journey, yeah. whether it's another religion or another orientation or gender, like we need to try to meet the people and love the people. And I genuinely believe that that's what Christ would be doing. Yeah. Uh, he were live right now, but I do want to go into question three. Um, okay. Do you think that extreme forms of faith can be a sign of mental illness? Um, I don't think they can be a sign of mental illness, but I think they can definitely bring on mental illness. Bring it on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like OCD, anxiety, depression. Wow. Um, yeah. I think, or at least if you have it, they could, um, exacerbate it. Exacerbate sure. Yeah. Um, and I can speak from experience on that, um, just with anxiety. Since I have, like, left religion, um, anxiety for me has pretty much, like, gone. Um, I dealt with anxiety my entire life since I was a small child. And, mm -hmm. um, I think I owe that to religious trauma, um, mm -hmm. hell, the rapture. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So kind of letting go of those belief systems have definitely... It's liberating. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very much so. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think that it's a sign of being mentally ill, but it can definitely... Exacerbate, that's exacerbate the, the the problem. Um, yeah, and I, I I think people I think people mean well um, in religion. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, though. <laughs> well, that's true too, um, but I don't believe in hell, so. <laughs> Um, that's a that's a metaphor. Yeah. No, I know, I know. Actually, hell um, exists on the hell exists right now on the earth. You know what I mean? Like uh, Ukraine, yeah. Ukraine would be a hellhole. I mean, people, oh. people are literally North Korea. I've been to North Korea and I've seen it firsthand. That was a, that was a really big step in me to question my atheism. But I interviewed, um, I interviewed some, um, I interviewed some refugees from there um, as part of my missions here in South Korea. Right. And I asked him about like, you know, he escaped from North Korea and, and he said, he says, North Korea is not even a country. He says, North Korea is hell. It is hell on earth. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but, but, but hells exist inside of our minds and just uh, in reality is that this is, this is, this is one reason I think 
Christianity has really, really failed on multiple different levels is to there's pushes and all this stuff down and relegates it, it relegates it to some deep, dark corners of your lives and it gets out of control. I know for me that it personally happened for me. Maybe I might be projecting some onto some of that onto other people because maybe not everyone has my uh, experience okay. that I've had been traumatized inside of the church, you know, um, things like my mom, you talk, you mentioned the rapture, but I remember when I was like, probably like 10 years old, my mom got it into her mind that California, because of like the San, San Andreas fault, like it was going to go off into the ocean. Oh, and um, yeah, because where I grew up, it was, yeah, the same thing in California. No, no, no. In, in um, the Vancouver area, it was like, we're all preparing for the big one. The big, you know, you know, um, like Oregon and Washington, they don't like California. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. So I went to school in Oregon and I found that out. But they actually this is this is so messed up. But they have this map and it has Washington, Oregon and California is completely gone. And it says wow. it's the lottery and it says luck happens. That's messed up. Right. Oh but anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, you know, a lot of states have like people from Texas think they're right. better than everyone else. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so I remember that scared the living shit out of me growing up. Like, yeah. I, and she was like, this is going to happen like next week or something. You know I mean? And it's like, yeah. okay, this might happen in like 200,000 years or something. Yeah. When I found that out as an adult, I was like, oh my God. Or she was telling us that like Ebola was going to kill everyone on the planet because it, it was so efficient at killing people. I think you're and, and my grandma or friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was a lot of stuff like that. And I don't know, we became atheists at totally different stages of our lives because I was 19 years old. So what does every 19 year old dude want to do? Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's probably like 90% of reason why I was an atheist. Is it just like women and drinking and anything else I could do? You know, like it was yeah. like I had a very what one dim or two dimensional mind, so right. uh, it wasn't a very rational thing. It was like you grow up and you can't see this these movies or music and stuff. And I don't know. My mom might have driven. She might as well have just driven me down to the pub and like be like, put this guy's drinks on my tab, because that's pretty much what she did. I mean, she, right. you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving along. <laughs> oh, I do want to say one thing. Yeah, I, I do. Th I do think that there are people who have maybe chemical imbalances, or whatever, you know, that could really benefit from either medication or after I became a Christian, uh, my family actually made me get counseling because wow. they thought I was going through like a mental breakdown because Jesus oh, wow. actually spoke to me in my room. So they're like, you're going into counseling tomorrow. So I went to counseling for like a year. And wow. without that counseling, I couldn't have reunited with my wife. We were divorced for five years. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, I really am strongly for mental health and self, oh, self, yeah. self care, uh, exercise and stuff, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But see, uh, here's, here's an interesting one. What would your advice to parents of deconverting kids be? It's a weird, weirdly phrased question. What would your advice be? To, yeah, like what was I thinking? I think you forgot a word. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I think that's it. It's okay. That's, okay. 
one you get you get the gist. Yeah, I do. So, what would my advice be to parents of kids who are constructing or deconstructing? Uh, deconverting or deconstructing? Yeah, deconstructing so is healthy. Um, so my advice would be this, um, to any parent with a child going through any sort of big change in life or, or what they're going to tell them about anything that they're going through is to love them and to listen to them and to be there for them. Um, same as if your child was coming to you and saying they were homosexual or mm -hmm. Uh, any anything that they that they were going through, you're their parent. You're you're who they have that yeah. should love them unconditionally. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, your daughter, if even if she was hurting you, like you would be like killing me. I said killing me. I said yeah. killing me. <laughs> um, speak of the aw. devil. Speak, speak of the devil. Oh, she's so sweet. What would you like? Let's see, I'll go here. Like me with hair, right? Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> Throw a little goatee on my daughter, shave off her hair, and you got me. She's really cute. Oh, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. She's um, half great. Yeah. So I would just have the same advice with anything. Just listen to them. And you might learn something. And don't, don't cut them out of your life. Don't shut them down. Don't shut down their ideas. Um, at, there were times where... Like, I, I feel like in a way, like, my husband would kind of bring up topics about the Bible before, and I would be like, no, you can't say that. No, you shut it down? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I would be like, because I was like, no, no, you can't. And so I had made that mistake, and and he was super patient with me. And, um, yeah, and so now I've told him, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have have done that not that he was trying to um change my mind in any way he was just kind of like hey how come it says this or how come like i'm wondering why there's these inconsistencies or why there's why god did this anyways um so i i kind of was that parent in a way even though i'm not his parent but you know what i mean like i, I was in that position and i i did sort of shut the conversation down and that wasn't the right way of going about any kind of healthy dialogue. So just listen and be there for listen. them. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I like what you just said right now? It's, it's really rich. Maybe my daughter's not exactly as my daughter's not at the stage where she's able to teach me a lot other than just learning a different side of myself that I never even knew exist could exist. Yeah. But but talking about learning from your kids, I think that's a really good thing. Um, my dad is actually, my dad's a minister and we didn't talk for like many years, okay. but after I became a Christian, we started talking about our faith and stuff. And mm -hmm. he actually told me he was learning from me okay. because people get into that mind. Like I'm, you know, I'm so intelligent or uh, I'm, I should be this much smarter than my kids, but, mm -hmm. but really we can learn from anyone. I mean, okay. some lessons I learned, were down in Haiti after the earthquake, like with orphans oh. down there. They taught me lessons about life. Uh, a bread lady who I befriended on the side of the road taught me an invaluable lesson and uh, in life. And so we can learn from everyone, you know? Like that's what this mm -hmm. podcast, that's why if you take a look at the R's, they're like reversed, they're inverted oh, yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. Trying to see like each other's views. And so, 
uh, I do want to play, I'm going to play a quick video. Sure. And um, I want to get your feedback on this because okay. I think this played a really big part of your story. And um, I made this video about a year ago, but uh, I think it's relevant right now. Okay. So here we go. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. No one likes wearing these masks. Many, in fact, at churches were complaining about having to wear a mask. But ironically, as believers, we should have been the first to say that we're willing to inconvenience ourselves for the safety of others. Ironically, too, at church, many people walk in wearing masks week to week, month to month. Imagine if we walked into church backwards or walking around on our hands and knees. We would instantly know that something is wrong. But this is what we do when we spend two hours a week pretending to be somebody that is totally different. James said to confess our sins to one another. John said that if we say that we have no sin in our lives, then we are, in fact, liars. Paul said that I am strongest when I am the weakest, and Jesus said that it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it is the weak. He reached the drunkard, he reached the prostitute, and he saved the thief on the cross. In honesty, there is healing. Confess your sins to one another with discretion. Okay, I don't want to preach too much on there, but um, um, I, I, I believe that COVID was the worst way Christians have dropped the ball on anything. A um, couple of things, too, because it wanted to play a role in yours, but one was with the anti-vax. Um, but it was the most vocal people who were saying, we're not going to wear these masks, was the Christians. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't believe that. That blew my mind to a million pieces. It's like, we should not be thinking about ourselves. We should be thinking about other people. Yeah. So I live in South Korea where masks, like way before this, were just like a part of life because right. you wear a mask actually when you get sick. It's, right. not, it's not to not get sick. It's so that you don't get other people sick. Right. So Christians dropped the ball with that. And then just the anti-vax Mm -hmm. uh, just totally destroys our credibility. So can you tell me a little bit about your story to the vaccine? Okay. Uh, Cause I think yeah. that was very interesting. Okay. So I will be completely like honest in at the beginning of COVID, I was very skeptical about like about it. I was, um, <laughs> I was unsure um how this was playing out i was nervous i was scared because it was brand new and everything was changing so quickly so um with the whole mask i was a very vocal i don't want to wear a mask i don't want to wear a mask okay. okay so i'll just be very honest about that mm -hmm. from the get-go my feelings and thoughts changed and evolved so that was early on sure. um and like I said, it was all brand new. It was changing quickly. So as the second half of last year, so 2021 um, was going about and the vaccine did roll out, I ended, like I did get vaccinated and, and, I, and I am fully vaxxed and I'm totally fine with it. I've, I've never been an anti-vax person, um, but I was getting a lot of, propaganda from 
my Christian friends about um, the vaccine and it being like the mark of the beast and it being all kinds of really crazy things. And I still I'm gonna, see. I'm just going to cover my face. Okay. Keep going. Just, just talk. Just talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed to be a Christian. Man. It's okay. I still see a lot of posts on occasion, even just yesterday, about the just the vaccine still being used. And I'm like, really? People are still believing this kind of stuff? Like, all right, if you if if you do believe it. Anyways, so um once I started seeing how quickly like Delta was um affecting people and people were getting really sick and a lot of people were dying like it wasn't yeah. just like you weren't just starting to hear like oh so and so of so and so of so and so i know got covid it was like oh my gosh like i'm actually starting to know people yeah yeah like, yeah people are Multiple actually people yeah Multiple. it was it was getting to be like closer and closer and closer and it was getting serious anyways there was um somebody at the church that we attended that ended up in the ICU and um, extremely sick. He was the same age as my husband and it was very serious. And we wow. had already moved away from the church at this time um, and out of the city. So we were just mm -hmm. getting updates, but it was really affecting like my husband and I, because we could still sense the divide even mm -hmm. on this topic. And it was then where I was like, I don't understand why people are still like, why are Christians still like, it's like they were digging their heels in even harder. Uh, and I, so I, I kept having these conversations with my husband and I was like, cause he was very knowledgeable on the, like the science side. Mm -hmm. And he, he was just like, Stacy, this is ridiculous. Like, He's, he's very smart. Like he's not a doctor or anything, but he knows quite a bit about all of this. And um, so I, I was like, Brian, I'm starting to feel like if they can't see the black and white evidence of COVID, the vaccine, what are they not like, what are they choosing not to see? Wow. Wow. The truth, like in the Bible. Wow. Like, so that was sort of kind of where I was, it was kind of my like wake up ish. And by that time, like I was fine with wearing a mask. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't actually want to go in places without wearing one. It was starting to really like it was spreading a lot. And I had a complete change of heart. By that time, I had made it public that I was vaccinated because people were messaging me, seeing me in restaurants on social oh, media God. and asking me. How did you get into a, it was all Christians. How did you get into a restaurant? What's your loophole? Because we had we had to show proof of vaccination to get in restaurants. Sorry, yeah. In Canada or in yeah. America? In Canada. Like we're, we're I need like, you to stop right now because you're about to deconvert me. Okay. <laughs> My goal was to convert you. Um hey, this is this is unrelated, but like what you look like a celebrity, but I cannot put my finger on it right now. Who uh, do you get? I used okay. Uh, there's probably two. I got um, I got Katie Holmes when I was a teenager. Oh, I okay, okay. I, yeah, I can see that. 
That was a okay. There, that's not the one I was thinking about, though. Okay, no, that was when I was a teenager. Um, recently, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, no, you know, who I'm thinking about. Did you ever see um, Prison Break? Oh, uh, Sarah yeah. Credit. Oh, the one who would like kind of help get him out of prison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nurse, yeah. I'm oh, seeing she's that. pretty. Anyway, thank yeah. you. I used um, to love that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. So, okay. So, so that is, God, that is, I'm so embarrassed right yeah, now. Yeah, so that was sort of like, I feel like, you know, I, I, I had doubts and I, like, there, there is a little more to, to that, but that was sort of like the tipping point where I was just like, what are these people not? Wow. Why is it all this, like, it's all Christians. I know, I, was, I know. It's so bad. I, was like, I would talk to my husband in the evenings and I would literally like take stock. And I'm like, Brian, it's, I, I would go like a list of people and I'm like, okay, the commonality is they're all hardcore Christians. Like, yeah. Like what it's, is going on? <laughs> so. And it's, it's so like. That's funny. You you analyze this from a completely different standpoint, but then I would I was analyzing it from. But one, you have science denial. You have trying to yeah. deny very basic things like the Earth is not six thousand years old. Okay, the Earth is not six thousand years old. This universe is billions of years old. Okay, like don't deny these things because it makes you look stupid. Okay, it makes you look stupid. You're denying the anti-vax or the vaccine. I'll tell you this, my experience, and this is not to diminish the loss of people who've died because I think like in December, a good friend of mine, her husband died, but he was one of those like never vaxxer, never maskers guys. Yeah. And he got it and he died. But my experience, because as soon as the vax became available to me, I went and got it um, one time, the second time, Felt like I got hit like a sledgehammer on my arm. Yeah, like like literally, like yeah. it was really bad pain. But when I did get COVID, I actually want to get COVID again, man. That was like the best <laughs> week of my life because no wife, my wife went to Seoul with her family, no her daughter. So I'm here. Just chill. I'm chilling, Netflixing. Netflix. Like people, people, uh, my church oh, and my work. I got COVID well, he, and I still had to look after kids. Oh God. Oh chilling. God. Oh man. I feel bad for you. Uh, when, when did you get it by the way? January. We, we all kind of got it January. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the experience that I've had and how many people I've known who have died um, is just ridiculous when I think about my experience because literally I was chilling out for a week. Um, my school and my, work sent me all kinds of snacks and stuff so i mean i'm just like lounge oh. i did look after like five days i'm kind of like god when's this junk gonna end but i mean it's better that than like having two thousand things to do you know yeah. okay so i do want to go on to the next question but that is really embarrassing that just Christian so it's so dropped the ball on this and and i try to tell people too like with supporting like donald trump as christians like this has real world consequences you're supporting someone who couldn't possibly 
be any further from the things that Jesus was actually teaching. So when you're presenting this guy as actually being a Christian and actually being like a savior of Christian, you lose so much credibility with the people, uh, with the people who are not believers, you know? And so yeah. do you that find, just, I feel, I said to my husband today, I feel like the new Trump, maybe this is off the wall, but the new one that people are starting to idolize is Elon Musk. I feel like he's kind of taken <laughs> his place in a well, way. I don't know, but at least if that were the case, that guy is actually successful. You know, Elon Musk is self-made and Donald Trump just was born and inherited all that stuff. So I, I don't I don't really have any respect for uh, his story or um, yeah. the dishonesty in which he's carried out his business. But Elon Musk, I'm like, I mean, that guy's I would I don't want to touch the him of um, Elon Musk garment, like just touch it. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bad joke. OK. That guy's amazing, though. Um, okay, here we go. You maybe might not be able to answer this question because you're new to the community, but I do want to ask you this. Um, do you believe that the non-faith can be just as dogmatic and intolerant as believers? Um, I think any any stance on anything can be dogmatic. Um, I'm new to the community. I find it's been a very welcoming community and I'll I If mean, you believe in them. If you believe them? If you no, if you believe like them, I'm saying. Oh I'm yeah. Just I mean, yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, but I mean that's like with any community if if you uh -huh. think like them. But there's no like there's no creed you have to follow. There's no like there's no bible there's no like there's no set out like 10 commandments that you have to like there's nothing yeah. that you have to like follow but as far as i don't know like again my mom and i are talking about all this we, we were saying like well you can be dogmatic if you're a vegan you can be dogmatic <laughs> if you're even vegans and vegetarians can be dogmatic yeah. about certain things right um so yeah you can be dogmatic about any belief but um yeah i i am new but i find that they have been very welcoming and as soon as you stop believing or claim to not be a believer in christianity i mean you I, ostracize you're you're done you're like you're yeah well i <laughs> one day maybe not now maybe in a year or two you could just do an interesting exercise and um, start coming out with some views and start saying you're like uh, pro-life or whatever, and that you, you hold on. Or pro-choice. Pro no, like no pro-life, pro pro-life. Oh, say, yeah, yeah. say that you're pro-life on <laughs> there. And <laughs> See then, what they say? Yeah, tell them that you're not for gay marriage. Just to gauge them and then come out and say, hey, I've had a religious experience, and then see how they treat yeah. you there. Because yeah. the way... But 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 I, I I do want to ask this because I would think, and I might be wrong on this. I would think that they would be more welcoming than Christians because in Christianity, like everyone's kind of like the the the, the video that I made about the mask and yeah. about how people wear masks on to church. Yeah. The reality is though is that, and this is why whenever you talked about being like a 
a perfect Christian. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, that's like an oxymoron. Like, you can't be a perfect Christian. <laughs> I know that there's no such thing, but I yeah, it didn't even make it didn't even make sense to me. So it's like you, you're you're trying to accomplish something that you can't accomplish. So there's no like, you know, being a Christian is being really, really, really imperfect. But what happens uh, inside is that people come to church and like, oh, I'm better than you because I don't do what you do, but I do this other stuff. But I'm let's not talk about what I do uh, whenever I'm alone or whenever I'm online. So. But I would think that you don't, you wouldn't have the same kind of pressure to like live up to, I, I don't know, you call it a, a book or whatever, but you don't have the same pressure like, hey, I'm this X, Y, and Z. It's like, hey, we're, we can just be ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would, would you agree with that? Would I agree with just being yourself or? No, that you could be, you, you could be yourself more. Like you don't have to fake something was what I'm trying to say. Like right now or? No, with atheists, like you don't have oh, to fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm a Christian, there's a lot of stuff out and I go to church. I don't want everybody to, I would, they probably would kick me out if they knew everything about me. So it's like, I don't want to, I don't well, have I'm to. I'm thinking if, if you went to the church that we just came out of, yeah, they would be like, oh no, you can't say like, you, you can't be for gay marriage. And yeah, like they would not be super happy about that. And They wouldn't be happy? No. No, they would. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, if you are for it, you would have to just keep that to yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, putting on a mask, yeah. Um, so I feel so, like I can be myself more. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, so that's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you really should not do what I told you to do, like, right now, because you don't want to, you don't want to burn any bridges right now, but just to just to genuinely see how intolerant they could be like in the oh. future do that just as like an exercise you know and maybe maybe just to shine the light on onto that uh say so don't do it within the next one or two years because um it should be something that because you you're in a really early stage right now you're not even a, a year in so there's like there's like not a there's not a whole lot that I think you would. I'm still. You really. I'm still um, feeling the freedom of feeling things out and being mm -hmm. like, how do I really feel? And um, looking at at topics, really um, heavy topics, and seeing like, okay, like, can, like now I have the the flexibility of looking at it from different points of view, and and maybe just seeing if if my mind feel like if, if my mind has mm -hmm. changed on certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for sure. Yeah. Whereas before I just felt like everything was so black and white. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and my my thought um process was always very black and white. And yeah yeah now I'm like okay no there's actually like like thinking doesn't have to be so binary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the dogma is the most dangerous thing on both sides from Christians so and too. because to, to not leave any kind of doubt um that this you could possibly be wrong, mm -hmm. it's gonna make you really obnoxious. One, and then it's just dangerous because then you can justify all kinds of stuff that you really oh. shouldn't be doing, you know? So oh, that yeah. like I, I'm I'm really nervous about 
like I, I, I'm more scared of most like extreme evangelicals than I am like most unbelievers. Like those people cause me like more sleepless nights. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of the atheist community at all, but but those people like scare me. You know, they, they scare me a lot. I mean, they really, I, I'm not saying that hypothetically or like, like uh, they really scare me. Uh, oh, so, who's that? Oh, is that from Prison think? Break? Yeah, Prison Break. Oh, okay. I was just like, wanted to throw that out there. Is, that, is she giving you like death threats or something? Just wanted to do that out there. All right, I think I have one more question. Okay. Um, you having a good time, Bird? Yes. Was this, what was this, uh, is it, um, did, you, did you, were you nervous about having a conversation with a Christian? No. No? <laughs> no. No, I actually had a conversation with someone from our former church on Saturday and it was, uh -huh. it was fine. Like I'm, uh -huh. I'm still me. Like I'm, I haven't had a personality transplant. I know you don't know me, like, but I'm still I'm still myself. I just, I, I, I don't believe what I used mm -hmm. to believe as far as religion goes, but I'm still mm -hmm. the same person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah my yeah. life hasn't changed in a major way. I'm still a mom. We're still raising our kids uh -huh. yeah. to be good, kind people. And just because we're not Christians anymore, doesn't mean we're like, Hey, go hate everyone. And yeah. <laughs> Empathy. I think, Empathy is a really big part of this podcast, but I think that's that's yeah. the number one thing you should people should be treating Absolutely. their kids with, because um, people don't do as good of a job as expressing this inside of Christianity. But empathy is actually like a stronger; it's more powerful than love, because uh -huh. you can hurt people like you love, yeah. but. When you take empathy and you literally take what Jesus said about loving your neighbor as yourself, and then you say, I should be thinking that I'm disembodied and I'm in my self is in this other person. And how would I objectively treat me as another person? Yeah. So when you can process that, um, Dale Carnegie, uh, Dale Carnegie, um, how to win friends and influence people. He has a quote in his book that I, I think it's the best quote ever, but it says like all of human problems stem from a basic um, like disassociation that people have between not seeing other people with the same value that they see themselves. Like you could trace everything back to that in mm -hmm. abusive relationships or in government. Mm -hmm. uh, people reserve themselves on a totally different um, plane of existence. And he even talks about something. He says, he says, people care more about a boil on their neck than they do in a, um, than a famine in Africa. So if you take that into how we put ourselves in the most important part of our universe, which we should be, but you take that and say, I need to apply this to other people, whether they're gay, whether they're trans, whether they're Muslim or whatever, atheist. No, not we treat atheists badly. No, I'm just kidding. That's a total joke. I love atheists. I love atheists. So the last question okay. I have, and actually I do want you to I do want you to tie this into Tommy a little bit about your TikTok um and about how that's been if that's okay. just like a coping mechanism. But uh, what would your advice be to someone who's deconstructing their faith? 
what would my advice be? Um, and you can tell me about what you're doing on TikTok. Oh, okay. Well, it would be, okay, so the Christian community paints deconstruction as right now, like the worst thing that you could do. They wow. just, and that's how I viewed it. I was like, oh no, don't deconstruct. Um, and I would say, don't listen to it. I mean, not everyone deconverts. That's the thing. Like, I think you should know what, what you believe in why. Um, see, I started deconstructing without really realizing it three years ago. And there were things that I had always believed and I wanted to know why I believe them. So it's kind of just looking at certain things and being like, well, why do I believe that? Where did that come from? And I've been um, like the rapture. That was actually mm -hmm. a belief that I stopped believing in two years ago, but I was still a very devout Christian. Um, and I was like, that doesn't actually seem to make sense. That didn't come into um, like, Christianity until I think it was in like only in the last few hundred years was that something that became part of like Christianity and it was you, you can dig into it uh yourself but it's not it's not something that had has been in church history for a very long time and to me I thought well if it hasn't been in for that long like where did where did that come from was that someone's just idea that they that they came up with so that's a part like that's deconstructing right there i it didn't make me abandon my faith just by learning that bit of mm -hmm. truth um so in a way like it doesn't mean that it's terrible like deconstructing isn't gonna lead you to atheism but maybe it will <laughs> so um yeah and there's a lot of christians on instagram who our uh, deconstruction accounts who are still Christians and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. So it doesn't mean that you're going to completely be a, an apostate like me. Sorry, the sun is going down over here. So if oh, that's okay. the lighting is changing. It's getting dark, but um, we'll be wrapping about, in about five no, minutes. No, no, no. I'm not like, I'm not like in a hurry or anything. So I want you to know why I'm like getting darker. It's like, there's a big black cloud. And, <laughs> um, you don't anyway. have fifty. You don't have fifty lights set up. No, I need. I need to get some lights. It's usually really bright right now, but it's been really bad weather. So, um, yeah, it might be good to get one of those yeah. rings if, if you I, plan on doing more things with TikTok, which is you can mention. Uh, okay, about. so yeah, with TikTok, that was sort of like, okay, so I started. I answered one question. I've never really done TikTok. My very mm -hmm. first video on my account is. Um, it's called a stitch, I guess, where you can stitch it to someone's video. I don't know. Oh, okay, so okay. Someone asked a question, and so I answered it, and all of, like, and then I was like, okay, well, that's it. And then like that afternoon, I had like a lot of views and likes, and then people were replying, and I was like, wow. Oh wow. Um, there's a lot of um, like interaction on this. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. And then my next one was a Hamilton song that I really like. And it was around the time, 
do you know Hamilton? Like the musical? That play? Was that that oh, play? It's okay. Yeah. My mom's trying to fix the lighting for me. Tell her, thank you, mom. He says, thank you, mom. You raised, she raised a good daughter. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, so, did, did she did she see the picture? Oh, the picture? Did, did she see the picture? I know. What oh, do you think? Yeah. I think she Yes, oh, she yes or no? No? She pro she'll probably say yes. She okay. watched the okay. too. Okay. Um, anyways, so the second one I did was just, oh, yes, gorgeous, yes. Oh, yes, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> um, you or her? Which one? Which one? She's talking about you or? Oh. Probably me. I'm the daughter. Okay. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I don't know. My cousin um, actually dated that girl, by the way. Who did? My cousin actually dated that girl. Uh, that what? I don't know what her name is, but Sarah Tancredi. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, briefly. Oh. Not very um, long, obviously. She had standards, so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then when I, okay, so when I made the account, which was only like three weeks ago, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're a newbie. It, it's, I'm a newbie. I don't know. Oh. I'm, I'm an old TikTok mom. Um, when I made it, it was kind of like, I was really ticked off. I'm still a little like annoyed, but. I was really ticked off because the church that we have left are calling us out like every week, pretty much publicly to the congregation and it's being live streamed to YouTube. And oh, I'm wow. Those guys, I'm sorry. Those guys are assholes. <laughs> so not like you don't need yeah, to do it. So in a way, it's kind of my just like, oh, like I just need to like get it kind of off my chest um, without naming any anyone or any the name of the church. Like, I'm not going to do that, but it's sort of, it's kind of cathartic in a way. And yeah, yeah. Um, the song that I did from Hamilton was You'll Be Back, you know, the king. And he's like, you'll be back soon, you'll see. And so the 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 little text I put was like, when your, when your church calls you out from the pulpit to repent and come back. And I was just like, no, we're not coming back. And, mm. um, and so I've just kind of shared like little tidbits and, um, I, I shared one about a video that my grandmother shared with me at five years old of, um, a video of Satan and hell that traumatized me and, mm -hmm. uh, just a little story of that. And, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of content on there, but if something kind of like comes to I, mind. Yeah. yeah, I got some really great resources uh, I, I can share with you as far as okay. uh, video making and some like yeah. how to get and stuff. I um, feel kind of silly because I have like my two boys are in school and then I have a three-year-old and I'll just be like, oh, I have an idea. And I'll just like prop my phone up and do my little like TikTok and I'll be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at this. I do want to show you something. Um, this is me oh. and is this is me in Israel. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, I was really into Islam. This is actually like four months before I became a Christian. Oh wow! Maybe five months. So yeah, I was there smoking weed, uh, drinking, <laughs> getting all getting getting some. Actually, if you looked looked that up sometime, it means juche. Okay. It's it's a it's a it's a North Korean atheistic philosophy. So. I was as atheist, as pagan as you could get. Oh, and so I went, I didn't want to find God uh, after that. But I think, I think what you're talking about, what they're doing or just abusing or doxing, whatever, whatever the kind of stuff Christians do arguing, there's some really 
really abusive stuff, you know, there. And um, from what I found is that a lot of times atheists or non-believers, they understand and they live out Christian values a lot better than Christians do a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's not, that's not to placate you. That's not to placate any atheists because yeah. I'm really personally strongly against atheism myself, but I have seen this, that Christians do not live up to a lot of stuff that Jesus said to do. And it's like they just read in whatever they want to read into the Bible. Like yesterday, like literally yesterday, I was watching an interview. This lady goes to the KKK, this KKK member's house, and she's like Mexican. And this guy's dropping all kinds of profanity on her. But everything he believed, he was quoting it from the Bible. It's like, and he just taking stuff. I mean, literally saying stuff like Jesus was white. And Yahweh wanted uh, doesn't want people to interact or interbreed. And I'm like, what freaking book are you reading here, dude? Like, you're so far on another dimension. It's like if I said like Jesus was Korean or something. You know what I mean? Right. You ever you ever see Twenty One Jump Street where they had Korean Jesus? No. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, but. Um, but yeah, you could just you could read into those kind of stuff, and that that's really dangerous. So, uh, just I I would like to see Christians respecting people where they are, um, loving you know loving people all along the way. Because, mm-hmm. like I'll tell you one thing, the rate of God or progress is not like this. It's like it's like this, like it's a scribbly. So it's yeah. like we go up, we go back. I mean. You know, we learn, we we lose, and we're we're fallible yeah. human beings. You know what I mean? We're yeah. Oh, yeah. on our best days, we know like 0.5 percent of what there is to know in the universe. Mm-hmm. So there's this 99.5 percent that we have no idea about that we're never going to be able to know about. And so, like, just have some humility, show some humility, mm-hmm. show some respect and empathy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's a trifecta for us: respect, yeah. humility, and empathy. So, oh, do you have any last thoughts? Um, I just wanted to make sure that we I could answer that question from Brian. I don't know if we did touch on it at all. I had touched it. Or I, did I, we? But, yeah, sure because I was saying that. Yeah, I mean, answer, I'll answer it really quickly. You can answer it. But it's – you had mentioned that, that like, it wasn't good or whatever. But it's like I, 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 I think it's the best thing you could do to oh, deconstruct okay. and to, uh, yeah, to so ask questions. Because that's being honest. If we're going to be honest, um, that's a that's a Christian value. And so we, I can say, yeah, maybe this stuff makes total sense, but it doesn't make sense to me in the limited knowledge that I have right now. You know, yeah. And maybe if I had more knowledge, maybe if I could see a bigger bigger picture, maybe I would understand it better. But I don't yeah. understand it right now. But yeah. you have any? I'm just, say? Well, I think, um, yeah, I think he's asking like. Do they, yeah, like, do do they allow you to ask questions? I know that, like, at the church that we were at, I could ask the pastor a lot of questions. Um, but it was always, I, I felt like there was always, like, a really neat and tidy answer for everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when I did, so I'll just answer for myself. When I when I did talk to, when I was telling the pastor that um, I was having a lot of doubts, um, he he did try to be helpful, like, oh, I, I have resources for you, and I have, like, this Christian that you can resources. read. And that's what I said. I said, 
but are they going to be Christian resources? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, well, I don't want Christian resources mm -hmm. because I just, I, that'll just confirm like a bias. And I, I don't want that. Not that I was like, okay, I want to have my mind completely changed, but I just wanted to see something outside the scope of, of what I've been conditioned to believe my whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when he did ask me, well, who have you been reading? And I said, well, I've read some Bart Ehrman. He's like, Oh, I was afraid you were going to say that so <laughs> right away. When I did tell him like, you know, I've, I've been looking at, at, at this person or, or this author, he was like, Ugh, like he, he wasn't encouraging. So he had his own, um, documentaries, his own books, but they were all Christian. And, um, he, he also told me actually, here's, here's an answer for you, Brian. Mm -hmm. He said, we encourage questions as long as those questions do not lead you to abandoning your faith. Oh, God. Those were so his bad. words. So I would say not really. <laughs> um, yeah. Not really. I mean, I think, I think what it does is, is it conditions people to be sheep. So yeah. um, you should question and really study, really study. the. I mean, I'll tell you this, some of the books I've read, 40 50 60 70 times um i've i've ruined probably like 10 bibles or so just with countless endless notes and um i've also made like a series online where it like exp it explains the books of the bible but like in really simple ways that most people uh because you, you got you can't really understand like let's say like for james when he's talking about like the tongue being like fire. Well, that's useful, but maybe a more powerful one would be talking about like something modern, like nuclear energy, where mm -hmm. you could level a whole city or with your tongue, you can inspire people and build up a, you know, so I, I do some, I did some things like that, but it took a lot of like probably hundreds of hours of research and doing this podcast. I've talked to probably about 40 atheists and um, maybe about 20 different worldviews total. Okay. And so that picture actually went and stayed at a mosque uh, for like a week in Palestine. Okay. And I also went to stay inside of a Buddhist temple here in South Korea and learn about Buddhism. So wow. they said, I'd make a great monk. Um, if you can tell. See, I would never uh, have done that. Like my, my brother lives in Thailand right now. Really? Yeah. And I, what part? uh, Bangkok and wow. I was like, Oh, I don't really want to go because of all the temples and everything. The and, Buddhism. Yeah, and now I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I've seen some amazing things as far as the temples and um, like the the Sheikh, the Sikh temples, and uh, I, I just I've I've got to travel to dozens of countries, and I mean I was I was not a believer for ten years, so uh, I think it is the healthiest thing because where I am in my stage of my life, like I would never want to project what I've learned onto my daughter. You know, I want her to go out there and explore and because otherwise she's going to be living off of my faith. Yeah. So if I really want my daughter to know um, Jesus and Christ, the God that I found, I'm like, you really should go. I mean, I, I will pay for her to go to Buddhist temples. And because I've learned from Buddhists, I've learned from Buddhists, I've learned from Hindus from this podcast. Um, wow. I have learned so much from atheists. It's, it's unbelievable. 
pretty much every podcast I've learned something like different. So um, I definitely That's think awesome. that it's healthy. It's not, yeah. I, I don't shy away from it. Um, and I don't shy away from questioning um, That's awesome. the things that I think are illogical, you know, or immoral, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think there's any shame in that, but yeah. oh, that being said, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope you had a good time. I uh, yeah, hope it was enlightening. And yeah. um, your link to your TikTok, uh, give her a, give her a like, and give Twitter her a follow. Too. I hope you okay, I gotta put your Twitter. Okay. What is your what is your Twitter handle? It's it's the it's my name. X Foundation. Okay, I'll put that in the I'll yeah. put that in. It. Yeah. I think I did I find you on Twitter? No, you found me on Discord, the after show for Truth Matters. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Great. Might as well plug that. <laughs> truth matters, truth want, truth wanted. Is it truth wanted? Oh, sorry, truth wanted. No, we're yeah. not promoting that garbage on this channel. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, objectively, Dan is coming on to the. Uh, you know, objectively, Dan. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen him there. Yeah, so he's coming on uh, next week. He's just moving, so we couldn't arrange it. But I've gotten to talk to a lot of probably like 15 atheist podcasters, so it's it's been an interesting oh, cool. experience. Cool. And actually, I talked to that Steingard. Um, you have. He was he was nervous about maybe coming on because. Well, I, I don't know. I, I can imagine that a lot of the questions he had, or a lot of a lot of times Christians talk to them, they're like trying to get him to come back, you know. And I do want to share one thing, because um, whenever I was in Bible college, um, this kid, this guy, I'll talk, it's his total side story, but just tell you this. I went into this guy's room one day, and his, he had like a golf ball like on his hand. He wound up punching like the door because like his girlfriend broke up with him oh and broke his hand. So this guy, he wound up dropping out right afterwards, but I went with him to the hospital mm -hmm. and for that. And the doctor's like, he's about to give him like a something to put him asleep. And he looks at me and he goes, watch this. And then he, he puts it into him, right? And he's just standing there and he's like, he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, he goes, he goes, did you see his drugs? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, what? He's like, uh, cocaine, methamphetamine, heroin, and the doctor's like, he's all nervous, but he had to give him another one, wiped him out. But, uh, but that guy, when he dropped out, I went to go visit him, and I wasn't a Christian myself. I was like a, doing doing Bible college for my parents, but he's like, oh, just don't try to like, just don't try to convert me. And I'm like, dude, I don't even really believe this stuff myself. So it's like, I mean, we just actually we got we junk to just hang out, hung out, drunk. Jack Daniels, and he kicked out. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he had this thing that, like, you you put a balloon in, and like the the the, the gun cartridges, and you like you inhale it. I mean, we wind up getting high. Like, I mean, it's really bad. But but it's like I, I shouldn't say you go on and get high with people, but um, who are deconverting. But but to, but to meet them where they're at, you know, to meet them where they're at, and to not judge. They don't need judgment. They don't need hatred. They don't need anything like that. So no. that being said, I want to thank you for joining me today and uh, look forward to seeing you back here on the podcast at www.rtpodcast.com. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Got to make a TikTok, man. I think TikTok <laughs> would be a good place to, to reach people. So I want to leave you this outro. And if you can stick around for a quick minute afterwards, uh, just to say goodbye. All right, here we go.
Don't forget to subscribe.